Heavenly Father, you are our maker, redeemer, our creator. You are worthy of it all, Lord Jesus. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. You are our maker. Help us today, Lord, to see you in all of your glory, how you have made us to honor and glorify you. We pray that you might hear our praise as we sing it to you. And thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good to see all of you here today. If you have your Bibles, Genesis chapter number one. We're continuing to talk these days about a very important topic. Remember, remember your Creator. We've been some time now in Genesis chapter one. We're continuing along those lines. If I'm going to remember my Creator, I must understand the Creator who made me. So this morning, we'll begin to look over, Lord willing, the next few weeks at the importance and the significance of how God made us all. We'll be talking about the making of human beings, male and female. We want to look at these things so that we might uh, understand clearly what God's Word says about the making of human beings, how human beings are to live, and what is our real purpose in this world. So if you have your Bible, Genesis chapter number one, we read some very familiar verses to some of you, but to some of you, they may not be. And so today we hear and we read again about the creation of human beings, male and female. So follow along in your Bible there, Genesis chapter number one, beginning in verse number 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, take your Bible and find your place, Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2. Begin reading with me in verse number 7. Genesis 2, 7. Then the Lord God, that is Yahweh Elohim, then Yahweh Elohim formed man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. The Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, planted a garden toward the east in Eden. And there he placed the man whom he had formed. Verse 18. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Verse 21. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place, the Lord God fashioned, the, the, the word here is built, 
the Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which had, he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word. May the Holy Spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Today we consider the glory of Adam and Eve, that is the first human beings created uh, in their original condition before the rebellion and sin against God. It's hard for us who live on this side of a sin, this side of rebellion against God and the corruption that comes to appreciate the glory of what it is to be created, a male or a female, to be created as a human being. This morning, my task is again to speak this matter and talk about it from the Word of God. There's a lot of confusion in our world today and confusion about how people can understand how, why they were made and what's their purpose and what is the difference between male and female and why are these things important, such confusion. We're here to, remind, to be reminded of the truths of God's Word. God's Word gives us a clear understanding of the creation of every human being. Today we learn the extreme value of every human being who exists on the planet today, male and female. We, we come today to understand the importance of the male and the female, the human's role on the earth today. You see, God has had his design. So by the sixth day, verse 26, the sixth day, which started uh, there a, a few verses before, we see the living creatures on the earth, and then we see God doing this amazing, miraculous thing, creating out of the dust of the ground a male, and then with a rib out of the man's side, the female. This is the glory of God that we look at today. Be amazed at the creation of human beings. You see, you were born into a world of human beings already existing. It's hard for us to think about this and pause long enough. We just take it for granted. We, we live in our bodies and we, just, we, we don't quite understand or appreciate all of the unbelievable majesty and glory of God's creation of human beings. But as we look at these words today, I want to remind you of some things about us being made in the image of God. Even prior to our salvation, made in the image of God. I want to talk a little bit more about what it means to be made in the image of God. I point out to you, especially verse 27, which I'll build my observations around. I'll take you to some other places uh, here in Genesis in just a moment. But look, there are three phrases. There you have your Bible open. Verse 27, three phrases. Three phrases about this whole matter of the Almighty God creating all humans in His image. Notice it says, God created man in His own image. 
Then you have the second phrase, verse 27, in the image of God, he created him. Second image, second response. And then the third is male and female, he created them. Notice in your Bible, the word creation, created, is used three times. In verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, or some of your Bibles will read the likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So here are these three observations I want to elaborate on for a moment. Some of this may seem very fundamental and uh, elementary to many of you, but we're not going to overlook anything as we remember our creator. He is your creator. Whether you've rebelled against him or believe that God is your creator, this is what the word of God says. God made you. He is your maker. He made you a specific way in order for you to glorify Him. Number one, Almighty God created all humans in His own image. Number two, Almighty God created all humans in His likeness, a living image. And then finally, Almighty God created all humans, male and female. He created all humans, male and female. And we'll elaborate on that uh, in the days ahead. So let's go back and begin by thinking about this important matter of being created in His image. Read again with me. Notice in verse 26. Here we have that mystery. We do not understand the glory of how God is Father, Son, Spirit. He is one God revealed Father, Son, Spirit. He is God triune. Let us. It's one God. God is saying, let us. It's the mystery of the glory of the Godhead, as we would say. Let us, God says, make man. Please notice two phrases are in our image according to our likeness. This word image has to do with being a copy. The, the Hebrew word is an idea of copy or a representation. That's how God made us. He made us to be a representation. As, as Brother Jeff was saying, we are image bearers. We bear the image of God. It is marked upon us at, just in our humanness. Our humanness is so distinct from the rest of creation. We are, we are distinct from the rocks. We are distinct from the trees. We are distinct from all of the the living creatures in the sea and in the water. We're distinct from all of the living creatures on the earth. We, we, we uh, have our, our bodies and they, uh, they're so different. We are, we are made in the image of God. To be image bearers, it means that we reflect in us the reality of who God is in the world. This was God's original design. I don't want you to go to the fall. I don't want you to go to Genesis 3 yet. I want you to stay with me in this glorious place where we read these words that God planted or made a garden. He planted a garden. God planted a garden. Genesis 2, 7, uh, 2 8. And there he placed the man that he had formed in the garden. The glory of man. In the way God created him, male and female. This becomes such a foundational truth for us to understand if we're to really follow Jesus 
and come to know Jesus Christ. So in the image of God, that is a representative of God, a representation of God, really, truly, notice what it says, this matter of ruling on the earth. Look at Genesis 1.26. Let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them rule, the word says. Let them rule, notice, over. Do you see that word? Over. Let them rule over. This has the idea of being in authority. Let them rule over the fish of the sea. Let them rule over the birds of the sky, verse 26. Let them rule over the cattle. And let them rule over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Even after the fall, there is no taking away of the image of God in which all human beings are born by their birth from their mother. All of us in this room born into the image of God. I remind this church of this because God is the maker of all human beings. Look, you may have your opinion about other human beings and the way they live. You may have, your, you may have strong attitudes about how people ought to shape up and live a certain way. You ought to have your own, you have, perhaps you have your own strong opinions about how people ought to behave in government and do what they do. I remind you that every human being that's living on the planet today or who has ever lived on this planet was made in the image of God. And as such, all human beings deserve respect, deserve proper treatment because they all matter to God. And if you're a believer in Christ, they should matter to you, whether they're saved or whether they're lost, whether they have the same opinions about politics as you, whether they live in great corruption and sin and wickedness, it does not matter. Whatever their condition, when you look in the eyes of another human being, you look into the eyes of someone else, just like you, made in the image of God. Re representatives of God, rulers of God on the earth. It was like one old uh, preacher said, one of the early church fathers, when all was prepared on the earth, then God made his king for the earth and provided a place and provision for all that he would need. Rule, rule, let him rule. This is the image of God, ruling the earth, ruling the earth, ruling the creation, ruling over the very earth itself. But then we come to this amazing thing of seeing the command. Notice in verse 28, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and rule over the fish again, the birds and every living thing that moves on the earth. What are we commanded to do? Made in the image of God, where we're, we're commanded to populate the earth. We're commanded to populate the earth. We could pause and say a lot these days about the attitude of the world toward children. And perhaps someday I should speak to you about that and my concerns about that. There are real concerns about the attitude of human beings toward little ones, children in the world. But that's for another day. We're to populate the earth, boys and girls. Oh, may they flourish. May we, may we see them flourish. We live in days, dangerous days where 
population actually is not expanding at a rate that should be of what we would consider, but there's a decline in population in the world as we come to these last days. Populate the earth, control. This word subdue in the Hebrew language is a very powerful military word. It means to put your foot on the neck of your enemy. It means to dominate. Dominate. Dominate the animals. Dominate the creatures. Dominate the creation. Take control of it. Take control of it. Who would have ever thought that man could harness the waters on the earth? Who could ever imagine that man could create, could make out of the things that God has created such amazing things? Whether it's the building of structures or other kinds of amazing engineering acts or the work that's done with the animal world. All of these things demonstrating the rulership of humans on the earth. Populate the earth, control and subdue the earth. Have you ever seen land when it's left to itself? Have you ever seen it? What did the proverb say? I passed by the field of the lazy man and it was all grown up. You see, it is our task to take care and to control and subdue the earth and to rule, dominate the earth. Well, you see, this is our responsibility. All of us, all of us, male and female, have this responsibility given to us by God. You've been made by God. He is your maker. He is your maker. I remind you of this because it is such a strange thing for some to hear us say this in a world where for generations boys and girls have grown up listening to those who would teach and say, well, you're an accident. You just evolved. You came from some other animal species or you were some kind of, you formed out of some cosmic soup in some kind of big bang. Thank you, Brother Ken. No, you can't make a quilt out of a bang. No, you cannot. So here we see the glory of creation. God specifically made man with a responsibility to reflect his image as ruler on the earth, to populate so that other humans exist, to do this generation to generation. But then God also, second phrase we read in 27, in the image of God, he created him. Is he just repeating himself? No, this is to remind us of likeness of the idea that we are living images. Now with that in mind, look at Genesis 2-7. Genesis 2-7, then the Lord God formed man of the dust from the ground. Read this carefully now. Read this carefully. How was, how was mankind made? How were male and females made? The Lord God formed man. The, the word formed is the word like a potter. You shaping the clay. The Lord God shaped and formed man. Look, fingers and, and arms and, and my torso and my body and my, my legs and my feet and, and all of the various joints and all, the miracle of miracles. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Oh, so intimate. God. This is not recorded of any other creature. This is not recorded of any other thing that any other living being that was made. But God breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living 
being, or your Bible may read, a living soul. A living soul. It's uh, what old Bishop Hall, one of my favorites, said, all your creation has not more wonder in it than one of us, O God. Other creatures you made by a simple command. Man, not without divine consultation. Others you made at once. Man, you did first form and then bring to life. Man was made last because he was the best. You see, this is the order of God for creation. The crown of creation was the shaping, forming, and making of man and the intimacy of God to do such a thing. He is your maker. Your breath, this very breathing you're, you're doing right now while you're, while you're in this room, you're doing it because the breath of life has been given to you. You are a living being. What does it mean to be a living being? What does it mean to be like this? Well, we read not only this breathing and forming of man, but this miracle, which we'll talk more about, Lord willing, in the days ahead. So what happens with the making of woman? In verse 21 of chapter 2, God causes a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And he slept and then he took a rib from the man and closed up the flesh at the place. And then the Lord fashioned. What a tremendous, what, a, what an amazing word is the word to be built. He constructed, he fashioned the rib into a woman which had, he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. God brings the woman to the man, and man says, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she has been taken out of man. What does it mean, my friends, to be in the likeness? Well, it's the manner of. It's made in the likeness, the manner of God, the resemblance of God. Humans possess the living likeness of God. How do we possess it? Well, we have, the, we have a spirit. We have a human spirit that can meet the spirit of God. As Paul elaborates on in Corinthians and other places, the importance of man's spirit meeting the spirit of God. This is what did the Lord say? Those who worship God, worship him in spirit and in truth. The uniqueness of human creation is that you have the ability, the capacity in your spirit to worship and meet God. He has given us His Spirit, and so we can worship and love God. That's where appreciation and wonder come for God. That's where adoration comes. That's where submission comes. He, you are a self-conscious person today. Each of you, as we teach our children, you, you, they have a name. They have an identity. They have a, a way of living. They have things that they like and don't like. We have self-consciousness made in the image and likeness of God. You have a conscience. And long before you were ever saved, your conscience was saying to you, that wasn't a good thing to do. Or your conscience was saying to you, that was all right. That was good. That's the kind of thing you do. In all the pagan lands of the world, men and women are born into this world and they know. They know there's a right. They know there's a wrong. Being made in the image and likeness of God is understanding the difference and distinctiveness between evil and good. You see, we're gifted with a spirit to worship and love God. We're gifted with self-consciousness and a conscience. And we are given a will. That's right. 
You've been given a will and every one of us in this room today are making choices. God did not create robots. God did not create man so that he would have no ability to choose. This is an astounding truth. I would recommend to some of you who are very serious minded to go back and study and think about the implications of man being made in the image of God with a will. With a will to choose whether he will believe or not believe, follow God or not follow God. This is the glory. This is the glory of Adam and Eve. They were made with the choice of will. And every person listening to me today, you still have in you the responsibility to believe or not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're making choices for your life today. Some of you are living based on the consequences and unintended consequences of the choices you have made. God, God makes decisions. God has purposes. God has a will. And so you've been given a will, and that's where we come to know Jesus. When we submit our will to His will and become His children and follow Him. Being made in the likeness and image of God is being able to think rationally. I've yet to see any cows call for a meeting so that they can have a conference to think about good and evil. I've yet to hear about it. I don't believe that I'll ever see it. Thinking rationally, critically, logically is a living being. Thinking with emotions and feelings. You may not like emotions. You may not like feelings, but God has made them. They has, God has put them in you. We grieve the Holy Spirit, we say. There is the wrath of God. There is the goodness of God. There is the great emotions of God in His perfections. You're made in the likeness of God. Your emotions and your feelings are real. Your emotions and feelings are a part of who you are in His likeness. And then the capacity to relate to one another. This is what church is all about. One another. We love one another. We care for one another. We love our neighbor as ourself. We, we're, we're, we're rational, relational people who have the ability to care about other people. This is what it means to be made in the likeness and image of God. You see, God breathed the breath of life into humans, my dear friend. It was an intimacy that is not seen with any of the rest of living creatures. This is because God has designed you and I for a relationship with Him forever, for eternity. And that's the way He made Adam and Eve. They were walking in the garden in full fellowship with God. Think of it. Without any limitations, without any, with, with a will to do the will of God and an understanding of the truth of God. And by the way, living forever, never going to die. What an astounding thing when God breathed life into human beings, they came to life. You are fully alive. I ask you now, your maker has given you life. What are you doing with your life? Finally, Almighty God created all humans, male and female. We'll not get to this all today. Male and female. He uses that. I'll read it to you here again in verse number 27. Male and female, he created them. Verse, chapter 1, verse 27. You see, there are two different words here used in the Hebrew language. Male 
the idea of the one through whom the parents are continued. That's the word that the implication of the word male, female, the one through whom humans are born. This is God's design. It's not something we should laugh about. It's not something we should amuse ourselves with when we consider and think about all of the dear people in their corruption of their minds who have confusion about gender and maleness and femaleness. If we're going to be true followers of Jesus, if we're going to represent the Lord Jesus to our generation, we must find ways to speak to people in their confusion about maleness and femaleness. We don't need to dismiss them as fools and crazy people. We need to look at them as people who are have been corrupted in their minds and lack understanding of what it means for them to be born male or female. This has affected our country in so many ways. I'm not here to give you a current events matter. I'm not, give, I'm not here to give you news from uh, what you see in the world. It's everywhere from the issues of whether who goes to what bathroom and who has what and who can be in what sport. Male and femaleness are essential to the creation of humans. So we read here, God created them in the image of him and male and female, he created them. So humans are created male and female with equal standing before God. So we would have some who would say, well, you know, men seem to have all of the time with God. Where are the women? All humans, male and female, have equal access to God. All stand equally before God and God will judge the intents, the motivation, and the work and actions of every male and female in the world. Humans are created with distinct... I'm not, I'm not saying this for you to laugh. Please be respectful. I'm simply declaring to you what the Word of God says. Humans are created with distinct biological, physiological differences. Males are not females and females are not males. We are not a male-female or a female-male. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this to be disrespectful to confused people. I'm simply saying that the Word of God clearly tells us from the beginning the intent of God was for maleness and femaleness to be distinct and unique and for there to be distinctions in the sexes with all that goes with it. Finally, humans are created as equal persons and having equal value. We treat all humans the same, male or female. We recognize that each one, and we'll say more about this in the days ahead, have roles given by God. But today, we pause to simply say that being made in the image of God also, He made them, I'm reading the Word of God to you, male and female, He created them. It is the created design of God for there to be humans, male and female, in order to rule, subdue, populate, and carry out the work God gave us to do in this world. Now, what do we remember from all of this today? Number one, humans exist because God created them. I'm yet to read a verse. I've yet to read in the Word of God where man somehow comes being created from some animal. It doesn't say God put the monkey to sleep and took a rib and made the man. I don't, I don't read that here in my Bible. I, I don't see that there was some great cosmic uh, stirring in the atmosphere 
that caused some rock to fall to the earth and then somehow out of the sea, something sprouted legs and came up and it soon became our distant past uncles and aunts. I don't see that in the Word of God. God did not create man from other creatures. God created man as male and female distinctly, uniquely as the crown of all of creation. Humans exist because God exists. I know I shouldn't have to say that, but you and I are here alive as a testimony that God exists. That our lives can be changed. That God can use us and shape us for His purposes. We are created male and female in order to honor and glorify God and complete, bring complete joy and satisfaction to the human race. It requires males with females, females with males. That's the way God designed it from the beginning. We are not God's. We are created to glorify God. But what has man done in his rebellion and sin, born into sin? We take the glory of our creation and we worship and serve creatures. We worship and serve people rather than worship and serve God. John Calvin, when he opened his comments in his famous Institutes, says, Only in knowing God will we know ourselves. Only in knowing who we are will we really know who God is. Man never attains to true self-knowledge until he has contemplated the face of God. Now I read it to you again, verse 6, uh, 26 of 1. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, God blessed them and God said to them. Then I go over to Genesis 2 and I read again. And then the Lord God, God Almighty, verse, 20, verse 7, formed the man of the dust of the ground. And then I read again in verse uh, number 18, the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make for him a helper. And then it says in verse 21, then the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man and he fashioned the woman. The Lord God fashioned the woman out of the rib. You see, it is all about the glory of God. Now I exist and you exist to glorify God. He is your maker. You know what you can say? No matter what your trouble is today, you know what you can say? God made me, God loves me. God made me, God forgives me. God made me, He's patient with me. God made me, He gives grace to me. God made me, He will help me. God made me, He will not abandon me. God made me, He will reveal Himself to me. And He has done it so gloriously through the Lord Jesus Christ. The new Adam, the second Adam, the one who came to make things right so that we could be children of God and live as new people in Christ. Here's the way I end it today. Paul said it this way. If any, I'm going to read it a little bit differently to make my point. If anyone, if any human, if anyone, if any human, any human is in Christ, he is a new person. 
creature. Old things pass away and everything is new. Do you know the glory of being made new and brought out of the sinfulness of your life and the corruption of your past ways? Have you experienced the glory of the new birth? Are you saved? Are you a new person bearing the image of God by the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can serve and live for God all the days of your life? This is the great, this is the great plan of God. When man fell, being in the image of God and corrupted himself and worshiped himself as man does to this day without Christ. When you come to know Jesus Christ, you truly come to be an image bearer of God. And we glorify him and we speak of him and we walk with him and we enjoy fellowship with God. And the more we grow, what did Paul say? That we see the glory of God and the more we see his glory, the more glory comes in our life. The more we become like Christ, the more he sees in us. This is the great plan of God for every human born into this world. If they will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he will take that which he made them to be and make it true all the days of their life. He who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? Lives eternally with him forever. Is anybody happy to hear that today?